This is the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Hello, it's Mark here and welcome to the Clonmel Podcast, episode 57 for this Friday, the 15th of October, Global Hand Washing Day today. Let's face it, I'm sure by now we've been well educated on how to wash our hands, especially over the last two years. So, how was your week? I see the boil water notice was lifted from parts of the town this week. That was some good news. And then the bad news was some of the town had no electricity for a time. I know, once again, what is going on? Great news for some schools in Clonmel who were included in the National Development Plan Schools Building Project. Best of luck to everyone taking part in the sleep out tonight for Focus Island to raise vital funds to help end homelessness. You can donate, by the way, on focusisland.ie. And also this week, we've been asked once again to please lock our cars as CCTV footage emerged of some dodgy-looking character around the Cherry Mount area in the middle of the night going around trying car doors. So please do lock up your cars. All right, what's coming up on this week's Clonmel podcast? Well, a chat to singer-songwriter Adele Mead, how you can nominate your family carer, a breathing workshop from Nador Wellness Centre, how you can help raise money for Southeastern Mountain Rescue, and a world-ranked cycling event comes to town. All this and more coming up. The Clonmel Podcast. But first, last week I went along to Kick and Barracks and met up with Jack Reardon, director of the upcoming show, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. I've come to Kickham Barracks and I'm honoured to be here. I'm joined by Jack Reardon, director of The Hunchback of Notre Dame, which I believe, Jack, is going to be performed here in this square. Yeah, um, I think if, if you could see what we're seeing right now, we're behind the officer's mess, which is the big building as you look in across from Larry O'Keefe's, and we're in the parade square, or what used to be the parade square behind it. And this is where our stage is going to be. We're going to have, hopefully, a full house of 210 audience members looking up at our incredible set designed by Jack Scullion, uh, which will hopefully blow people away. Yeah, give us some dimensions of that set. You were telling me off air here. Yeah, so as you look at the back of the building, uh, we're about four metres out from the building and hopefully about 12 metres up. So we're building Notre Dame, basically, (laughs) and using as much of this square as possible as our stage. Uh, we've got a 30-piece choir on one side, oh. a 12-person orchestra on the other, wow. and uh, a whole load of lights and sound to... This is a huge production, isn't it? It's massive. It absolutely is. Uh, we're absolutely honoured to have been kind of given the keys, essentially, to put this on. How did you get it here? How did we get it here? God, it's a great question. I've done a couple of things with the, the barracks, and Tipperary County Council have been absolutely amazing with essentially giving this space over to people to kind of play with and especially arts uh that the chapel right now there's a dance masterclass happening we're going to be using the gym on the other side and obviously we're using this courtyard here for the actual show itself so yeah Tipperary County Council have been amazing uh kind of getting behind us and allowing us to to create big cast huge cast uh about 25 in the ensemble as I said 30 in the choir about 10 dancers on that, 12 people in the orchestra, so we're, we're just shy of 100 people in total. How did the auditions go? I remember them being advertised on social media. It was amazing. I think what, what really struck us was people hadn't performed in almost a year and a half, and this was what a way to get back on stage and return to live theatre. The response was amazing. We held auditions in the White Memorial, and 
the amount of people who walked in and kind of stopped and went, oh, it's been a while. And that was amazing. Something kind of quite profound happened in those auditions. The talent absolutely blew us away. And what we uh, still have now in our ensemble is incredible. The, the people have been working ridiculously hard for the past 10 weeks. Uh, <laughs> that I say 10 weeks is slightly terrifying that we've managed to put this together in that time is a testament to Kate Tuig, our musical director, and Kira Lass, our choreographer. Uh, people have just been working endlessly for those 10 weeks to get this where it is now. And when is the performance on? So we open the 26th of October. Uh, we run for four nights until the 29th. That is just over two weeks away from when we're recording this now. Yeah, how's it going so far? It's going really well. It really is. Good. There's still plenty of work to be done. Yep. We are going to run and run and run for these next two weeks to solidify everything. Uh, we are working on the finale today. You might be able to overhear the musical rehearsal to my left. Um, and we'll be setting that this afternoon. The choir join us this evening. Dances are in after that. So it's, it's full on for the next two weeks to, to get it to where it needs to be. Have the nerves kicked in yet, Jack? Um, I, <laughs> I was about to lie. I was. I don't know about nerves. I think I, we're aware of how much is being put into this from, from everybody, from the council's perspective, from our amazing design and production teams, from the cast, the, the choir, the orchestra. Everybody is giving this everything. So we just want to do it justice. Give us some of the cast. Uh, Esmeralda, Quasimodo. Yeah, so Esmeralda is played by Jordan Freeman. Uh, Quasimodo is Reen Cash. The two of them are, are absolutely incredible. They would have played opposite each other before in Stagecraft Spring Awakening as Melchior and Vendla. So they have an amazing chemistry uh, and you really see that when they play opposite each other. Uh, Paul Sheehan is our Phoebus. He's absolutely incredible. Uh, a, very much an ensemble leader. Really rallies the troops behind him as he would as his character. Uh, Dermot Bulger is our Frollo. Wait until you hear that man's voice. Oh my God, it will absolutely blow you away. And Connor Lonergan is our Clopin, rounding out our, our fivesome as our principals. Uh, the five in particular, not to single them out too much, but my God, the talent that the five of them bring onto the stage is absolutely sensational. So once again, it's on from the... The 26th to the 29th of October. Tickets are online at thejunctionfestival.com or you can get them in person at the uh, South Tipperary Arts Centre. And how much are tickets? They're 15 euro. So we think that's it's a... nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing, I, Jack. <laughs> I'm glad you Come said on. it. Come I on. Uh, I think it's a good price. It's a fair price uh, for what people are going to see uh, is definitely worth the money. And you have the added bonus of coming into this fantastic place here the Kickham Barracks no it's amazing I really think it it adds to the aesthetic and to the appeal and you are in this beautiful courtyard the the sound in this space the way it reverberates on top of the equipment that we'll be bringing in it no it's going to be it's even be just epic. here the, the sound while we're recording this it, the echo here the reverb coming off of our voices it's just amazing isn't no, it it's going to be it's going to be spectacular and we're coming for the main entrance is that correct we're going to come in <laughs> through the main entrance there's going to be some coffee vans to to grab a warm drink uh, people will come back to their seating, which will be covered. So come rain or shine, you will absolutely have a comfortable evening watching this incredible performance. It's set to be a fantastic couple of nights here in Clonmel. Jack Reardon, director of the Hunchback of Notre Dame, coming to Kickham Barracks. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jack. Looking forward to that show. Now, we mentioned this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and as we get nearer to it happening, I feel I should mention it once again. You're thinking, what's he going on about now? It's the road closure 
at Bridge Street in town, which will be closed from Monday the 25th, that's the bank holiday Monday, to 8pm on Thursday the 28th of October, while ESB insert new cables. Remember too that those traffic lights are now in operation as you go through Marlefield Village as new footpaths are being laid there. Monday night is bingo night at Hillview Sports Club. This Monday, the 18th, prize money is worth all two grand with a jackpot standing at €1,000. Eyes down at 8pm and please remember to wear your mask and provide proof of vaccination. Oh, and you also get complimentary tea and coffee at halftime. It's well worth going just for that, isn't it? I'm sure they're throwing a biscuit or two as well. A walk-in vaccination clinic will be available for the Pfizer vaccine at the Clonmel Park Hotel tomorrow, Saturday. It's on from 9am to 12pm for first and second doses. It's also for 12 years and over. No appointment is necessary, but please remember to bring your personal public service number, that's the PPSN number, photo ID, your air code, an email address, and also a mobile phone number. This has to be the lowest of the low. So the lovely people in Relief Coffee Shop in O'Connell Street had a charity collection box on the counter. Proceeds were going to Focus Island for tonight's Shine a Light campaign. Someone stole the box. Can you believe that? They nicked the box from the shop and uh, yeah, I just oh, I just can't believe it. Anyone who nicks charity boxes or that sort of thing, what, what is that all about? Seriously? Now, speaking of raising funds, Clonmel World Music present part one of their online broadcast to raise money for Southeastern Mountain Rescue. It's on this Sunday, the 17th. It's Luca Bloom's Riverside album. Luca released the album back in 1990. Now, apart from singing the songs, he'll also talk about recording the iconic album. This episode was also recorded live at Hearns Hotel during lockdown. There's more on worldmusic.com where you can also donate. There'll be more shows coming too for Mary Coughlin and also Freddie White. That's this coming Sunday. Don't forget, Luca Bloom. Next weekend is a bank holiday weekend. Woohoo! Sorry, getting a bit excited already. And Hotel Manila have live music from Mike Denver and Cleona Hagen on Sunday. Louise Morrissey plays on Bank Holiday Monday with ABBA Forever coming on Saturday, the 20th of November. More details on their Facebook page. It's Hotel Manila. Also next Sunday, Clonacody House will be having their Halloween disco with all proceeds going to Focus Island and the Irish Motor Neurone Disease Association. Tickets are €15 and are available from tickets.ie. Here's something worth trying. Nador Wellness Centre are holding a rebirthing breathing workshop. Now, this is really good for anxiety, stress, depression, and so much more. It's on Sunday, November the 7th, with two time slots, 10.30am to 1pm and 2.30pm to 5pm. Price is €50. You get more information and booking by calling this number, 05261. 04968 and also more details on Nador Wellness Centre, Clonmel Facebook and Instagram pages. And I'll see you there, by the way, because I'm going to that. 
It's a busy weekend at Powerstown Racecourse this weekend with the international cycling event Verge Cross being held. And apart from our own, there'll be riders from across the globe taking part. Racing starts on Saturday, that's tomorrow, at 10 to 12 in the morning and on Sunday at 9am. It's hosted by the Clonmel Cycling Club and it's also the only world-ranked cycling event to be held in Ireland this year. How cool is that? That is going to be a fantastic weekend. St Mary's Parochial School are having their very first open day this coming Sunday, the 17th of October. It's on from 3 to 5pm. You can get more details by calling this number 086 7038121. And well done to the school who presented some food from their harvest to the Clonmel Community Soup Kitchen. If you want to know what's going on in Clonmel this Halloween, check out this fantastic Facebook page called Halloween in Clonmel. There's nothing they don't know about what is happening in town this Halloween, from kids' movies at the drive-in cinema in Mary Street to spooky trails and lots more. Check out the Facebook page, Halloween in Clonmel. And don't forget, more details on the Clonmel podcast Halloween special recorded live at midnight at the White Memorial Theatre coming during the week on social media and on next week's podcast. Nominations are now open for the Family Carers and Young Carer of the Year Awards organised by Family Carers Island. These awards recognise the hard work, dedication and sacrifice of carers of all ages. Now, closing date is October the 22nd and you can nominate through familycarers.ie or by picking up a form at Family Carers at a place for you in town. The Willow Tree Autism Project at Gurtnerflora holding a Halloween social skills group from the 25th to the 27th of October. It's €90 more on their Facebook page and booking is essential. It's for 3 to 13-year-olds. An open meeting will be held at Hearns Hotel regarding this year's Clonmel's Remembrance Walk and how you could also be a volunteer. The meeting is on on the 8th of November at 7.30 and all are welcome. Check out Thomas Ryan on Facebook. He's got all the details on his page there. Best of luck to Clomwell artist Jacqueline Gartland, who will compete on this year's Portrait Artist of the Year on Sky Arts. The show is currently on and Jacqueline will feature on November 24th at 8pm. Best of luck. Staying with art, the Clonmel Credit Union have their arts competition underway. It's for school children aged 7 to 18 years. Get more on their Facebook page. Now, if you run a business, you know every cent counts. So imagine if I told you how you could save money. Isn't that what we like to hear? Of course it is. True Post Car Terminals, a local company, by the way, guarantee to better your current provider, offer better rates, services, and hardware, and also, once approved, they will donate €500 Euros in sponsorship to a sports club of your choice. Doesn't that sound good? You can join today by calling this number 052-61-70324 or 086-252-1680 and also email info at trupos, that's T-R-U-P-O-S dot I-E. And Trupos Payment Solutions are supported by WorldPay. Offer ends, by the way, on December 31st. Now, looking for employment, got a few jobs for you here. New Look in Town are hiring for Christmas. More on www.newlook.jobs. 
Hickey's Bakery in town are looking for someone to work in their shop. It's a full-time position. You can email your CV to info at hickeysbakery.com or drop it into the shop. More as well on their Facebook page. James Whelan Butchers are looking for a cashier customer service assistant. 26 grand a year. More on ie.indeed.com. Mr. Price are looking for a sales assistant. Once again, navigate your way. That's a big word, isn't it? To ie.indeed.com. That's ie.indeed.com. A counter assistant is wanted at Mar Plant Hire. ie.indeed.com. Once again, have all the details for you. Pavoni in town are looking for staff. Hours will include weekdays and weekends. Retail experience preferred. You can drop your CV into the store or email pavoni, that's P-A-V-O-N-I, dot clommel at gmail.com. Tesco in Clonmel out the Powerstown Road there are looking for staff 25 to 30 hours a week. If interested, once again, drop your CV into the store. Assembly operators wanted at Abbott in town, www.jobs.abbott have more details for you there. And finally, a Delhi assistant is wanted at SuperValue in the Poppy Fields. SuperValue.ie slash careers slash vacancies for more information. If you would like to advertise a job on the Clomber Podcast, it's free of charge. Just email theclomberpodcast at gmail.com. Ah, okay, it's time to sit back with a nice mug of tea and a chocolate digestive. It's our Friday interview and I caught up with Clomber singer-songwriter Adele Mead. The Clonmel Podcast. Welcome, Adele Mead, from Clonmel to the Clonmel Podcast. Adele, you're a singer-songwriter. You recently released the album Bridget's and Patricia's, which I loved, by the way. Um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Mark, for having me. I'm delighted to be here today. Can I ask you what part of the town you're from, first of all? Yeah, um, so I grew up in Rathronan, just out of Feathered Road. Feathered Road, okay. And what school did you go to? Um, Sisters of Charity Primary and then to the Loretto. And I was looking at your notes here. Um, apparently there's no there's no singing in in the family at all. Is that correct? Yeah, there's there wouldn't be any um musical background. So yeah, I'm a bit of the, the, the black sheep in, in that regard. And how did you then decide to pursue that, that career? Well, do you know, I think I was just very fortunate in the schools that I went to because at the time when I was um, at the Sisters of Charity, we had a, a principal called Sister Bernadette Maria Sweeney. And she's actually, um, she's based up in Dublin these days, but she's renowned as like this very musical nun. And I swear, like we were just singing the whole time in school. Like we used to sing first thing in the morning before our classes would start in assembly. Like we'd have to sing, um, I think, more prayers around 11 o'clock. We'd be singing at lunchtime, singing grace and then singing, thank you, God, for the food we've eaten. I mean, it was a lot of religious songs, <laughs> yeah. but um, it was just all singing. And like we had a huge um, Christmas carol service with loads of songs. We had lo- we had a big May procession. And also, I mean, even in that school, I got the chance to sing with, with the, the Corn and Oak, the National Children's Choir, and then represented the school up in the National Concert Hall in Dublin. Um, and this was all just in, in, in primary school. Wow. So in, in a way... I was just so lucky. And then in Loretto as well, I had loads of opportunities that I just, they were just part of my, my, my day-to-day schooling. So yeah, really, really lucky. I remember going to the career guidance 
teacher. Oh, you didn't know you hate going to those? What do you want to do? <laughs> I have no idea. Obviously, you did, though. I, I, mean, I have no idea. What do I want to do? I don't know. <laughs> I know. Well, well, I knew what I wanted to do, but he didn't know what to do with me because he was, you know, like it was, it was, it sounded a little bit far fetched, I suppose. So he, I guess. The thing was, I also um, said, oh, I'd love to work in television or radio or TV. So maybe I would do journalism. And then as it happened, he like really strongly pushed the journalism. So I ended up doing a degree in journalism with Irish. Did you work in the media anywhere at all? Yeah, I did. Um, while I was in my third and fourth year of the degree, um, I was freelancing with, with a few different organisations. Um, I was doing some work in news talk radio as, as a broadcast um, assistant, which I loved. I, I, was, I was working on the show Moncrief for a couple of years. This was on, on the side while I was, um, like when I started um, my degree in jazz performance. After that, I, I was doing freelance journalism. So I was with News Talk. I had um, a page in a magazine with the Irish Daily News, the Irish Daily Star newspaper. So every every week, I had um, I was reviewing books. I was doing celebrity interviews, um, a whole range of different features. And then I was in and out um, of RTE as well, um, just assisting on on programs. Um, Irish language programs some of the time I, I was bringing guests from one room to the next you know just kind of um, whatever they needed me to do and then also transcribing um, scripts Osquelga. so a lot of people wouldn't really like that kind of work just sitting down writing it out but I thought it was really interesting and it was a way of improving my Irish so um, yeah I, I was fairly happy with it. Is it true you're offered a job with uh, The Late Late Show? Yeah, yeah. So that's really when I had to make a decision um, as to whether I was going to pursue my music or continue with the with the journalism, because what happened was I was offered that um, job when I was in my second year of the jazz degree. And basically, like, obviously, they would have needed me on Fridays in RTE all day, but I had to be in college on Fridays all day. Um, so, yeah, I had to make the decision. And it was it was really interesting because if I was doing journalism, that's a dream job. I was and about I mean, to say, you know, yeah. People, people would always say you need to work your way up. So, like, to, to, to be there and, you know, all the people that I would have met, but it ultimately came down to would I prefer to be say for example the music advisor the music specialist um you know booking the bands and stuff or would i prefer to be an artist myself and and, and i knew that i wanted to pursue music myself and not be looking at others pursuing their 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 music so obviously then you said right okay it was music that beckoned yeah yeah and you released your your first album which was blue fantasia which is a lovely album actually Oh, thank There's you. There's something so much. about jazz, isn't there? There really is. Um, well, yeah, so doing the doing the jazz degree, that was a four-year degree course. And then I suppose I spent um I spent seven years sort of trying to find find my, my feet with it and to figure out what I wanted to release because I mean I, I, I was performing so much and doing my Billy Holiday tribute and Johnny Mitchell. I did a Johnny yeah, Mitchell wow. tribute. And um, was doing a lot of my own original music as well. And yeah, it kind of, it, it, so like there was a big gap. There was a gap of seven years before I released Blue Fantasia. But an artist kind of needs to, to do that to sort of, yeah, to figure out which which direction they're going to go. I always wonder as songwriters, where, where do you get your inspiration from? And also, do you have those days where you just hit the wall and think, I just cannot 
think of anything right now? And how do you do to relieve that? Um, so I suppose like when it comes to inspiration, like er every artist will, you know, have their own um, response to it. Um, for me, I just am inspired by every everything that I see around me. And I suppose some things I'm more um, um, responsive to than others um, mm. and like songwriting it, it's a craft like it's not the case that you're just sitting there and then all of a sudden there's this song bursting to come out of you I mean sometimes that that can happen but really it's about turning up like it's a job turning up for work putting in the time you know there's loads of tools to um to let the creativity sort of make make itself known um it, it, it would be like, you know, somebody who's writing a book. I, I think sometimes it's it's easier for people to kind of understand that, you know, if, if you're writing a book, which is maybe 300 pages, they can understand that, yeah, you need to sit down and you need to, to make a sketch of the chapters. And it's, it's perhaps similar with songwriting. It's something that you need to commit to and put in, put in graft every day, five days a week. And what about live performances? Do you enjoy doing those? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, things have been curtailed in a big Course, way since yes. the pandemic. So I actually have only done a handful of performances um, over over the past year and a half, really. But um, yeah, absolutely. You can't beat performing in front of a live audience for sure. And can I take you back to maybe your first performance? How were the nerves when you were about to don the stage? Thankfully, I, I, I'm okay with nerves. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be too bad. I kind of have um, techniques to. To help deal with that so some people would suffer in a big way but um I, i'm not too bad listening to song for bridget cleary which i love and i know the story of bridget cleary the sad and terrible story of bridget cleary from the tipperary museum of hidden history from last year that's such a haunting song it really is but i i just i i, I love it it's just one of those beautiful songs thank you so much that's really good of you to say mark i appreciate that thanks can I ask where the video of that was shot as well? Yeah, so I shot that up um, in Tick and Car. Just um, I was wondering, behind. was it locally? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, so I mean, we had it was done on a very small budget. Very, we did it in like three hours. You know, it was all just um, me and. Um, uh, a, a wonderful um, videographer, Brian Dowling, and um, it was just all done pretty fast but it was just so atmospheric and we kind of had the um we had the idea in mind you know and then the editing sort of brought it all together and he, he used a fantastic drone shot i saw that right at the to, end um, that's beautiful it, it really is so it's sort of it, it it was simple in a way but um very effective and it's one of those songs where you just get chills when you hear it you have the, the crows, the birds in the background. You have that. You get a chill down your spine because you're, you're basically telling the story of what happened. Yeah, well, that that's it. I just felt um, like yourself when I first came across the story, I was just completely horrified mm. that this could have happened only out the road from where I grew up, really. And I just felt that this is a story that people need to hear and... I wanted, you know, because I'm from the area, I wanted to, to 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 do something. So it's the only it's the only song from the album that I um made a video for, but I really wanted to 
to push it as, as the lead single um, just because it has such a, a connection to home for me. And what's the future holding now for Idel Mead from Clonmel? Um, so at the moment, things are, things are quite busy. Um, I'm working on a few different things. I, I, I'm taking um, some intensive um, lessons with a wonderful Grammy Award winning jazz artist over, over in the US. So we're doing week, weekly sessions um, via Zoom, which is really um, helping me in sort of a, a, a plan, a, an artistic plan that I have um, going forward and I'm also taking um, a course with Berklee College of Music over in Boston in world music composition so at the moment I'm exploring Sufi music from Turkey and um, you know indigenous music from New Zealand and um, from Japan and just trying to to kind of get my head around that and composing new music in these styles so it's sort of um, a time where I'm investing in my professional development and not necessarily um focused on, on an outcome but just kind of in immersed in in the craft right now and excited about the potential yeah to it, where it might lead it does seem very exciting as well do you get to come home to clonmel much i know you're, you're only out the road well you're, you're a good stone throw in limerick at the moment Intel, but yeah i, I I'd be, I'd be home fairly often all mm. right exactly um my parents are still living here and um i love to come home to see the the gorgeous dogs as well so um yeah I, i'm home fairly often and it was wonderful to be involved in the clonmel junction arts festival o- over the mm. summer and to, to perform um there so yeah it's it's always it's always great to, to get back to clonmel and you enjoy performing at home oh absolutely oh definitely yeah because i mean that's where i started and um it really it, it's very special so I, i'm hugely grateful to clean amar and to david Teven previously for the opportunities they've given me yeah and maybe some more gigs in clonmel at some stage oh absolutely yeah for sure yeah i'll be i'll be back that would be great can i ask you about something and feel free to slap me around the face virtually eurovision are you a fan um be honest f- for me <laughs> I, it, I I'm not, but I, I know a lot of people have um have a lot of time for it. Mm. For me, no, I I would. If you were asked to come just, on board and write a song, would you for Eurovision? Would you say, yeah, okay, I'll I'll, I'll give that a go. Um, I sub- I mean, I, I I guess I'd kind of like to be open minded about it. I mean, certainly like Riverdance when that yeah. was on. Oh wow! Um, you know, during the um. Uh, during the break, you know, back in whatever year that was, um, was it 1995? I think it was, wasn't it? Around then, yeah, I think it was. I'm, I'm not, I'm not certain, but like something like that was just incredible. But a lot of the songs and the the sort of the way they're presented, it just it wouldn't it wouldn't be me at all. So mm. um, it, it it would depend. I mean, I, I I'd be open, but. The only yeah, reason I, I say that I, as well is because you know the way Eurovision now has gone so diverse, it really has kind of, they've, they've kind of gone out of the ballpark with it a bit more than what it was, say, years and years ago. And I'm kind of thinking, you know, a bit of jazz maybe with yourself, maybe jazz folk, if that's possible, to, to mix in. Um, <laughs> you know? I, th- I think, like, if, if you, when I was a child, like, yeah. and then Ireland kept winning the Eurovision, like, back then there was all these brilliant songs and it seemed mm. like it was a really, um, 
it, you know, it was about celebrating great songwriting and it just, it, it seems to have changed a lot. And yeah, I'd, I'd, I'm, I'm more of a fan of kind of old school things when it comes to music most of the time. So, um, Johnny Logan. Yeah. Um, I just remember like watching Neve Kavanagh oh, and yes. Tina McQueen and um, Charlie McGettigan and um, his songwriting partner, the name the name escapes me. But, you know, just looking up and thinking, oh, my God, amazing artists, amazing songs. And yeah, and then Riverdance as well, which was just incredible. So in a way for me, how how could you top that? Before we go, do you have a favourite part of Clonmel at all? Um, I do love that area up around Tickencar with mm. with the forests and and the beautiful walks and the view of the Comara Mountains and you know I love around Kilcash as well and the castle. Um, if we were talking about Clonmel Town Centre, I love the area around the White Memorial Theatre and Old St Mary's because my mind just goes mad thinking about what it must have been like you know back back in the day and um it's just so rich in history well funny you say that because we've got a halloween podcast coming up and we'll be going inside the white memorial theater at midnight with a medium to see wow and i can hear wind in the background coming in as i'm saying this wow oh (laughs) my god so we we have a medium and uh there's four of us going in to record the podcast to see if we can pick up any spirits inside the theater there is talks that there is a well-known spirit in there already that many cast members have either seen or heard so we'll hopefully be able to con did you hear that story as well have you heard that yeah, I, I, I have heard that story. And I mean, it's located in such a historic part of the town. I would not be surprised if there are some ghosts um, lying around. So I'm glad to hear you'll be in there with company. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't fancy it on my own, Idel, put it that way. Idel Mead, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. Thank you so much, Mark. My pleasure. Thanks, Idel. Thank you. It was 1895 Near the town of Clonmere Bridget Cleary disappeared from her home Twenty-six years old And a sight to behold Some said the fairies led her way Fairy Fay, tell to me, pray What happened to this fair lady? Her body twas found shallow ground badly burnt in a state of decay 26 years old independent and bold some said the fairies led her away Tell to me, pray. 
this fair lady Her husband and father Her aunt and four cousins Arrested and charged with her A song for Bridget Cleary by Idel Mead. Isn't that something? So there we have it. That is episode 57 of the Clonmel podcast done and dusted for this Friday, the 15th of October. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to get in contact, I'd love to hear from you. You can email the Clonmel podcast at gmo.com. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. In the meantime, have a safe week. Look after one another, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Produced by West 10 Audio Productions. Your town, your podcast.